Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. So uh, I used to play Monopoly by myself when I was like a young <laughs> child and like a, an only child, which I was, mm-hmm. you know, pretty chill with being an only child. <laughs> and I would, I would create these like scenarios. So for like each Monopoly character, like they would each have like their backstory for wanting yeah. to succeed in Monopoly. And so like I would play Monopoly as each of these characters and then like pause the mm-hmm. game to do like little vignettes about like their motivations and like... Mm-hmm. Like, so say a character, like, lost all his money, I would, like, stop yeah. the game and, like, kind of be, like, this character's internal ma- monologue. So I'd be, like, I'm the shoe and I've lost all of my money. <laughs> they would be, like, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining you, like, made them people and you're, like, no, no, no. The shoe <laughs> lost all his money. It's the shoe. I was it's- six, Austin. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, like, the race car was, like, the asshole, and he was just like, I'm going to absorb all the money. Why does everyone make the race car an asshole? Like, every time I was like, I want to be a race car, people were like, oh, you're a race car player. I'm like, what does that mean? I mean, it's probably Jeff Gordon's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone, I I know race car names. (laughs) So, hear me out. Hasbro owns Monopoly. They also own Wizards of the Coast, who makes D&D. Yes. I'm just saying, I, I am just saying there's probably something there. Like a Monopoly, like, hybrid role-playing game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always yeah. role-play when I play. The way I don't get hurt when I play Monopoly, I'm not Austin anymore. I am, yeah. like, whatever fucking dirty capitalist I yeah. made up to play Monopoly. <laughs> this, is, this isn't personal. This is, this is just business. <laughs> exactly. We're both, like, big fans of Monopoly. Like, it gets a bad rap because, like, it is, like, a um, maybe a miserable experience. But (laughs) there's just something about playing, like, an all-weekend Monopoly game as people get more and more discouraged about the (laughs) highs and lows of capitalism. That's just (laughs) magical. (laughs) It's just, I don't know what it is. Like, you're like, let's play Monopoly, and people get, like, flat. Like, they have, like, horrific flashbacks to, like... I, I played it a lot in Latch. I was a Latchkey kid, so mm-hmm. I always think of Latchkey, but they get, like, flashbacks to, like, their 16-year-old cousin, like, making them feel dumb. Or But I didn't, I was, I was the oldest one, so I don't know if I did that to my siblings, because I was, I was just the oldest, so I either played with kids my age, where it was pretty fair, or, like, I was the oldest, so I never got made to feel bad. <laughs> And I should say, I'm not good at Monopoly. I d- have not won a game since I've become an adult. I just oh, enjoy same. it. Same. Yeah, it's just like, just kind of enjoyed the experience. I mean, it wasn't designed to be a good time. No, <laughs> it really, it's weird. They try really hard to make Monopoly seem fun, right? Mm-hmm. There's like 
cheaters edition and there's like all the editions after like your favorite whatever franchise edition oh my god yeah there's like but it's not it is not monopoly as a brass text game is not fun i have a grand rapidsopoly really yeah there's a company i forget the name they just make different monopolies for like different areas yeah i've seen a flint one and it's very unfortunate It, it's it's like clearly made by people not from the area. Like you exactly. can just tell. You're like this. You 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 googled like Flynn, and you're like, all right, the first page of Google got it. Yeah, it's like you didn't include the crepe place as a business downtown. Who are you, you fool? <laughs> the crepe place? You've forgotten it? How dare you? <laughs> anyway, this is ep- <laughs> this episode. <laughs> This is episode 35 of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Um, I feel like we've got a doozy today, uh, starting okay. with the news, because Ooh, like boy. last week, there was no news. Literally, our news Zero was news. day at the park with Barney is closing, <laughs> and then, then we bitched about Riverdale a little bit, and then we went into our topic. But this week, it just felt like an absolute bombardment of news, and unfortunately, we can't spend too much time on the news this week, because... Mm-hmm. My topic got very out of my hands, and I also feel like we're just going to want to... See, this is... I don't know what it is, but, like, that's what I had happen last week. Yeah. Luckily, there was was zero news. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of news. I think the best news is the newest news, which is Gina... Fuck... I I honestly don't know her last name. Uh, Is it Carano? Carano. Gina Carano's fired. Yay! Bye! God! Get out of here. I saw this tweet that was like, Chris Pratt somewhere sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're next, Chris. Someone's like, yeah, Chris Pratt's going to throw away his phone right now. He's just like done. He's like, I just need to shut up forever. Yeah, which is good because he does. Yeah, <laughs> like, just stop. Stop talking. Yeah, it's like there's consequences to your actions, Chris. And we're coming for you. We're coming for you. We Listen, we have too, ma- we have too many Chris's. Yeah. And it's time for one of them to disappear. Yeah, so um, she's not going to be the Mandalorian again. That's pretty good. Other news. Um, there is going to be an adult animated Velma cartoon. Right. In which, in which Velma's voiced by Mindy Colling. Um, which Mindy's fine. I feel like she's more like Daphne. I feel just like her voice. Her voice mm-hmm. is very bubbly. That's just how she talks. Mm-hmm. And it's like I like it when like Velma's voice which has always kind of been like a little more nasally and like lower and maybe like Mindy can do that voice we haven't we, we have no information everyone right. um we'll have to see but I don't if it's an origin story for Velma I don't get why it's an adult like story because um an origin story would mean she's like a teen or a middle schooler so yeah that's what I'm confused about I was like okay that's a Velma story okay origin story well She's been solving mysteries since she was, like, canonically a child. Yeah, if we, so. if we count a pup named Scooby-Doo in the canon, she's been doing this forever. So, like, is she, like, seven? Like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? So, I don't know. I, it could be good. I am not sure with, like, them coming out saying it's going to be adult animated show. I'm like, I need you to tell me why, you know? Because there's, like, there's the Harley Quinn adult animated show. It's amazing. It needs to be adult. That's just Harley Quinn's character. Yeah. It doesn't need to be adult for Velma. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, is it adult because she's actually gay? Like, 
I think you could yeah. do something with like her like being an adult and maybe like trying to give up mysteries, but it kind of just keeps coming back and she's like very exasperated by it. She just like mm-hmm. wants to like write her mystery novels and be left alone and, and like Fred just keeps showing up at her house like not knowing what to do with himself. <laughs> yeah, I just don't I'm like, is it are they like, well, Scooby won't be there, so it, it won't be fun for kids? I don't know. I could theorize yeah. about it forever, and I'm sure we will until we know more about it. It's absolutely wild. Um, other piece of nerd news, Disney shut down Blue Sky Studios. Ooh, it's it's a it's been a rough week. It's everybody. been a spicy week. It's just like towards the end of the week, it was just like, I'm so tired, Austin. Austin, yeah, I'm tired. So if you don't, Blue Sky Studios, the big thing they were working on, they were, they were, I found out, 10 months away from finishing it, Brenda. That's absurd. 10 months means most of the animation is done and they're just doing like cleanup work. They've recorded all the yeah. voices, done all the storyboards. Animation is just being like polished. 10 months is ridiculous to, cl- to close down a project. Absolutely yeah, absurd. Ten, 10 months away from finishing the, Mo- the Mona, which if you aren't aware is the, it was a webcomic first. Yes. I believe by Noel Stevenson and then uh, he released it as like a full comic, mm-hmm. like you could buy in print. Um, it's one of the best selling graphic novels. It's an incredible book. It's a gay book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's a gay shapeshifter. Yeah. So come on, <laughs> come on. And come then on. there's like the, the villain and the hero in the background who are also gay for each <laughs> other. And they're very angry about it. It's just, it's, I finished reading Nimona like when it finally went to like print and I just wanted to immediately mm. read it again. That's how good mm. it is. Like It's really good. This is absolutely devastating. Yeah, this is it's a very weird move and a huge blow and a lot of people are saying it doesn't seem D- Disney knew this project was happening. It wasn't like they closed it but Disney wasn't aware of what they like they knew it was happening mm. and people like it doesn't feel like an accident to close it and also say Nimona won't get finished because they could have they could have been like we're closing Blue Sky but we're gonna move them to some Disney other Disney studio to finish it and then that'll be the last project for the team yeah. or something they closed it and told these people they don't have a job good good luck yeah which is wild so like they closed Blue Sky and they like took their only like really big IP which is Ice Age and is they're going to make like an Ice Age series yeah. for Disney Plus which okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like Ice Age. No. I'll just say it. It was, it came out, it's in that weird time when animated movies, especially for kids, were like, what are kids like? Garbage. <laughs> yeah, it was like, comedy movies were like really big. This is like Shrek era. So like, I don't know why us Ice Age was like so big. I can't explain yeah. it. We were all really My siblings were so- my siblings were super... My siblings burnt a hole in the Ice Age DVD. <laughs> That's how much they watched it. I just can't explain that whole period of time cinematically. It's... No. Because, like, Hoodwinked also got really big around that time. And have you have you just looked at a clip of that film recently? I have. Why did... It's not good. No. What, what, I don't, what I don't get is why they're making an Ice Age Disney Plus show now. Who is that for? Yeah, who... Who's been, like, I know an Ice Age movie has been coming out, like, every couple of years, but, like, honestly, I barely watched two. Like, I, <laughs> I, did, I didn't know they made it to three. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I feel like three is, like, pretty astounding, but then, like, there's, like, this Ice Age Christmas special. There's, like, a, yeah, there's there's a few short animations, too. There's, like, an Ice Age show about the squirrel on Nick, apparently. Oh, how do you make that into a half-hour thing? I don't know. <laughs> Please answer. Then, listen, like... 
No, l- l- listen, Blue Sky found something that works. They need to keep the lights on. They were a small studio. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. I'm saying, why is Mr. Disney Mickey Mouse like, we need to save Ice Age of... Namona is right... That would have been... That's it. Like, I don't know why people keep fumbling their bag. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I wish I was seeing more of a stink about it than I am online. Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like if, like, people got, like, really worked up about it and, like, didn't let Disney rest, like, maybe we could get it started back up. But it's, we're running Mm -hmm. out of time. And, like, the fact, I get that Noelle doesn't want to start a fuss. Like, he's just, like, got a lot going on. (laughs) Super cannot start a fuss. Yes. No. Uh, That is, when you're, because, what, it's at the weird stage in his career, right? Where, like, they're getting big. Like, she was big. They have mm-hmm. their HBO show lined up. But they're not, like, yell at Disney on Twitter big. Yeah, that's never been their thing. Ever, <laughs> so really. It, it's, it's really up to people to make us... And, like, people were kind of making a stink about it. But uh, the other... It's, like, weird news? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not news news. was, like, some of the team from Infinity Train got laid off yeah and it doesn't appear as though everyone is like in on what's happening like the creators being mm-hmm. kind of dodgy and just being like please continue to watch it and hasn't said definitively that it's canceled while like the people who got laid off are like yeah i lost my job it's over um yeah. not everyone got laid off which leads me to believe and i'm gonna try to channel this power that we have to predict things which we can never channel correctly, but I want in this one instance to be right about something intentionally. Um, like, I really hope that the reason they're downsiding is that, like, potentially HBO's animation department doesn't have, like, the same size of studios as Cartoon mm-hmm. Network, or they're trying to establish their own studios, and it's going to be, like, a little smaller. It's just, mm-hmm. like, it's very up in the air of, like, how they're handling this whole thing, but it feels as though, yeah. like, maybe they're just downgrading it going forward with a smaller staff um yeah that's that's my hope because yeah all we know is it's not canceled it's also not renewed and every mm-hmm. few months the creators like please keep streaming the show like we need numbers and the numbers are um, doing good he like shared i think it was him that shared like a like a chart of all the data like it's like the mm-hmm. most streamed animated original on hbo and like all this other data mm-hmm. um which it's impressive so it's like i feel like Mm -hmm. hbo max really needs to take notice of this like maybe i feel like it was never really a great fit for cartoon network to begin with like it's an incredible show but it was advertised originally to be more similar to like adventure time um and it's not that Mm -hmm. um no it's like (laughs) a lot more serious and dark which is cool but like I just it didn't fit in with Cartoon Network, which is valid. It fits in with HBO because they also have like the more adult s- series by uh, JG Quintel. Um, mm-hmm. What is that one called? Uh, something, 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 something. You know that one. You know, <laughs> you know, you know the one. Listen, you know. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's like it was kind of like animate animated fans were like both those things happened the same day, and so they were very like we need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> And the blue sky thing just seems pretty finite because mm-hmm. when Disney does stuff, they're usually pretty definitive and they're like, we're closing blue sky. We're not finishing the Mona. We're making an ice age show. Have a good day. Yeah. And it's always like, cause blue sky wasn't located in California. I want to say they were in Connecticut. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, the, I saw a lot of people who work in animation talking about like what a problem it was because 
to be an animator, you pretty much have to go to California. Yeah, and but it's like not everyone can go to California. Like the cost of living is so high. It's mm-hmm. prohibitively expensive in all these other avenues as well. Everyone's trying to get a job there. Um, it's a- animators aren't paid a lot. <laughs> animators aren't paid a lot, so they can't just like up upend their whole lives and like move to like California to like try to get like the small chance of having a job mm-hmm. like it's incredibly daunting like you just never know the fact that all of like the studios are like all jammed together is incredibly like prohibitive for like the art form as a mm-hmm. whole um and for getting like very talent um because especially like marginalized like creators like can't make that move at all so exactly you just get a bunch of like white california kids who like parents paid for mm-hmm. art school <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like that was what was, like, Blue Sky was not in California, and also their big project they were working on was Nimona, and Noelle, from Noelle, Noelle's also not a California, she, uh, like, didn't go to CalArts, didn't go yeah. to the school. So it was, like, the studio not in the place, with this IP not from the place, mm-hmm. and I don't know, Disney, you want to make some noise, like, that would have been pretty big, because it would have been very different than anything else someone's making animated. Yeah, it was, like, a, a queer animated movie for, like, a slightly older audience. Um, mm-hmm. So, Disney, that looks bad on your part. Bad. Guess you couldn't market it in China. <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're like, <laughs> it won't sell in China. How will it make money? <laughs> uh, you've... Listen, Listen, you idiot. Do we need to send you the data from every comic shop from their yeah. graphic novel sales? How this book literally sells so fast, like, that it... It's been reprinted like more times than I can count. Getting this book in it's stock a- <laughs> is it was impossible. Like, listen, that is that is something people could read online for free. The Nomona webcomic is still up, and they are like, no, no, no. I would like to go buy it. Yeah, it's like people are choosing to buy it. That's incredible. You can just read the whole thing. You don't need to on be- the internet right now yeah. forever. You could you could go print it off on your printer and, and then go read. read. <laughs> if you want to read it on paper, but that would definitely cost you more than buying the book. But you but can, you could, if you wanted to. <laughs> like, yeah, it's very, it's very telling. Right. What was our last bit of news? We had one more. Thing. Uh, the the writer for Blade was announced for the oh, new Blade movie. Yes, uh, Blade the it's called Blade the Vampire Slayer. We found out from the announcement, which is not something new before. Yeah. Interesting choice uh, of a name. It's a little similar to something else I might have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is the first woman writer. I and I closed my notes because I was like, it's not my week. And then I realized I was, I had one thing to one remember. News. <laughs> one news. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good name too. She also wrote on Watchmen. Um, so that's, that's like the other big thing. She also worked for the Watchmen show. So that's huge. This movie's going to be amazing. Stacey Osei Kufour. Uh, she was a New York, she was a New York playwright. Then she moved to LA, which just gets what we just talked about. Everyone has, you gotta go to LA <laughs> to matter, go I guess. to LA, I guess. Uh, and she'll be writing Blade, the Vampire Slayer. Uh, and she's the writer. It's going to be so good. Yeah. She's, I can't believe she's the first black woman writer they've had. That's absolutely fucking. What year? Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what year is this, guys? Come on. Apparently, they only considered black writers, though. That's good because if they hadn't that done news that, came out. <laughs> yeah. So it's about like I mean, when we're recording this, it's almost the one year anniversary of the release of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, which you watched Sonic last night for the first time. I did. Um, and then I last year 
got in a car and came to stay at your house so I could watch the midnight premiere of Sonic the Hedgehog with Dante. <laughs> you did. And then I stayed at your house for a couple days. And I'm very glad I made that trip because um, I don't know if anyone else knows this. The uh, coronavirus um, became a thing a couple weeks later. So It was. Whew, good thing I came out to see y'all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm doing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is my topic this week. Hey, just real quick, I was not... Pre- if you've never seen a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, everybody, uh, the theme song is Little Yachty, Ty Dollar Signs, and Wiz Khalifa. No one prepared me for that. No one was like, oh, by the way, Austin. I feel like you have to have like an organic experience of living that revelation. <laughs> I was like listening to the song, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it sounds like Little Yachty. No. no, and then because it plays, it's like they only have the song, the one song, so it plays a few other times throughout the movie. Yeah, and it's like the title card, and I'm like, that's definitely Little Yachty. <laughs> What's going on? Here? What is happening? I was what because around when the movie came out, Little Yachty posted a bunch of like, since you know he is a young rapper and like a, a lot of like cashing check, like doing cool stuff with money stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I wonder what deal he got. He got the Sonic the Hedgehog the money. <laughs> the check cleared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got that big anyway. Sonic money. Yeah, That's so something. what did you think of it first? We won't talk about this too long, but maybe we'll at the end. Who knows? But I, I I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun time. Uh Ben Schwartz is a good Sonic. Mm-hmm. I feel bad that James Marsden apparently is only allowed to be friends to CGI animals. I know. It's like that's just what he does now, and it's like you- you are you can't like you you've been in lots of rom-coms like what happened buddy like <laughs> he's good at pretending someone's there yeah um um i kept imagining like what because usually when there's a cgi character they will have someone or something stand in so the actor can act at something <laughs> and so like when because like there's scenes where he picks up sonic and so like so they can get them picking something up so it's not <laughs> awkward and I kept trying to imagine what it is. Because, like, in some movies, it's, like, a vase. And sometimes they use, like, a bowl of oranges. So I'm like, I wonder what Sonic was on set. Yeah. Like, I hope <laughs> in, like, the DVD there's, like, some special features that shows this. I keep meaning to buy this movie. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't leave my house. So. <laughs> I'm hoping, personally, that it was Ben Schwartz in all blue. I hope so. He would. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, crutched down really little. Yeah. He would. For sure. Um, did you watch after the credits? I watched the cinematic credits. Was there something after the long credits? Um, did you see the tiny fox man? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, everyone told me there was something exciting. And you know me. I thought it was going to be Shadow. And so then when yeah. it wasn't Shadow, I was like, oh, okay. We're very no, early. That's, I was like... <laughs> I was like, no, that's that's good. I was like, that's fine. I just, okay, no, that's good. <laughs> it's fine. I don't need Shadow or anything. It's fine! I think that they're, like, following, like, the progression of the movie. Like, not the movie, the original games <laughs> where it's, like, Sonic 1 is just Sonic, Sonic 2 is Sonic and Tails, Sonic 3 is Sonic and, um, and Knuckles. You know? Sonic and I Knuckles want, and Knuckles. <laughs> I want a very long bit about Sonic calling Tails, Tails, in the next... They announced the next movie. I'm sure we'll get to that. I want a very long bit of Sonic calling Tails, Tails, in the next movie, because his name isn't Tails. No. He has a real name. Miles Tails Prower. 
I want him to be like, my name is Miles, and like for everyone else to call him Miles. And so I can be like, so anyway, Tails, and he's like, my name is Miles. <laughs> what if I called you Quills? How would you feel and about he, that? He would, this Sonic would love, this Sonic is insufferable. <laughs> he is, I love him. He's a tiny he's grown ab- one. I, uh, my last thing, and I don't let Brenda do her <laughs> thing. Everyone, they nailed Sonic because people are like, Sonic is cool. I'm like, no, no. Sonic would be the most insufferable person you knew in your entire life. He would be absolutely just, like, pushing every single button. You Like, he, you would want to shake him, but you can't because he's too fast. Yeah, it's like, he's like Bugs Bunny if Bugs Bunny was um, faster than the speeding guy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, imagine a faster Bugs Bunny, if you would. <laughs> That's Sonic. He's just so much all the time, and it works so well in this movie. Um, but yeah, they just announced Sonic 2, literally, as I was writing this um, outline for this thing, and I was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> now I gotta add this. <laughs> this news in here. Um, but yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Sonic the Hedgehog is a 2020... Um, according to Wikipedia, it is classified as a superhero movie. Um <laughs> It's, okay. It's based on Sega's, and that, we'll get back to that in a little bit, but it's based on Sega's massive video game franchise about a blue hedgehog that goes fast. Um, stars James Marsden, Jim Carrey, and Ben Schwartz is the lovable blue hedgehog himself. Um, so this movie uh, had a wild time getting to theaters and a little more wild than you know, Austin. Oh. Um, because everyone That's- knows about the Sonic redesign. And yes. we'll go into that. And originally I was like, well, that's it. That's where the story begins. Right? Wrong. <laughs> oh. Um, Dramatic so, effect pause. Yes. That When I truncate the silence while I'm editing, that won't be there. So that was kind of pointless. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. For, for me, there's a dramatic pause of like two seconds. Pause your audio, if you would, for two <laughs> seconds, everybody, and then hit play again. <laughs> So um, rewind 15 seconds. Pause. pause. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's how God intended that to be heard. So we have to roll back to 1993. Which, oh, God. <laughs> which is definitely a lot further back than I expected. Um, oh, my God. To the first movie? Yes. Uh, really quick, I want to just give a quick shout out to YouTuber Pat Mac. Not Matt Pat, the game theorist. Pat Mac, who does, like, very niche, like, videos about, like, uh, Usually stuffed animals and sometimes the history of ice cream bars, but also just did a video that lays down like the full history of like all of the time Sonic was almost a movie. And if I had not watched this movie, I would have missed one. So thanks, buddy. (laughs) So Um, funny. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like funny aside. I was starting to research Sonic stuff. So this is great. (laughs) Well, last week we talked about like, oh, we'll have to break Sonic up into like chunks. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a chunk. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, so what did we learn in 1993? In 1993, Sonic's on top of the world. His first couple games are out. The Sega Genesis in the United States is selling more units than Nintendo. Mario is failing mm-hmm. rapidly. The whole video game market in the United <laughs> States has finally recovered after the video game crash of 1983? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Um, video games are on top of the world Sega's on top of the world Sonic's on top of the world so this is a time in history where video game movies don't exist yet video game Mm -hmm. cartoons had been around since like the 80s so like we had like um, 
There's a Pac-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. Captain N, the Game Master, which starred Mega Man and uh, Pitt from Kid Icarus and Simon mm-hmm. Belmont. It, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> so there's been oh, and the Super Mario Brothers cartoon from Deke. You know, that too. Yeah. There had been like a couple cartoon adaptations because cartoons were like fairly safe and like this is the wild west of video game adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, news starts kind of circulating that Nintendo is attempting to create a Super Mario Brothers movie. And oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But like Tom Kalinske, who's currently the CEO of um, Sega of America, is like, hey, um, let's maybe try try like making a sonic cartoon so that goes into Mm -hmm. production there's two cartoons that are produced through deke animation um one of them is the adventures of sonic the hedgehog and the other one is sonic um i think it's colloquially referred to as sonic 8 sad am because it was a saturday morning cartoon and it was kind of like aimed towards like a slightly older audience Mm. um it had like a reoccurring like plot structure and like Mm -hmm. it was like a little more violence to it and robotnik was like fucking scary so (laughs) These two cartoons are literally, like, running almost simultaneously to each other. And that goes pretty well. So, like, things are going pretty good. They were able to adapt Sonic to, like, a new market. It's going Mm -hmm. pretty good. Um, So then the gears start turning that maybe they should try to make a theatrical film. Um, Well, the Super Mario Brothers movie is released also in 1993. And just, like, completely (laughs) explodes at the box office. Like, it just, it's... It did well? No, explodes in a bad way and that it dies oh okay <laughs> i was like did the mario Bro- okay yeah no that no. film was woo. a death explosion because it like there wasn't much to go on with mario at that time i mean oh. they could have tried but obviously they didn't try that whole the history of that right. movie is absolutely bananas we're not gonna get into it too much but the directors were fighting with everyone the technology was like too advanced so it didn't work very well the budget mm. was like all over the place the tone was too dark it was just an absolute, it took too many liberties. It was an absolute nightmare. Did not look like Mario Brothers. But Tom yeah. Kalinske is just like, hey, well, I think like Sonic is just better than Mario. And <laughs> <laughs> we have a stronger IP. It's so, it's so wild. Sonic and Mario hated <laughs> each other, everybody. And the fact that now they like hang out and like play tennis or whatever. Yeah. Is, Wild. Never would have happened. But eventually, like, Tom Kalinske starts getting cold feet about it because he used to um, be the CEO of Mattel. He oversaw mm-hmm. the Barbie line. He revitalized that. Hot Wheels, um, Micro Machines. He, like, revitalized all those toy lines. And he mm-hmm. personally, one, saw the good that a cartoon could do for a franchise, like um, He-Man and the Master. Masters of the Universe or whatever. And then he also simultaneously saw the damage a bad live-action movie could do to a franchise, also with He-Man, because He-Man had a live-action movie that completely just failed also. So he's, like, kind of getting a little shaky about this. Sega's still super gung-ho over in Japan. They're like, now this... We can do this. This is fine. <laughs> so the process begins to continue to move forward. They team up with MGM. They get a writer named Richard Jeffries to write a script who at the time mm-hmm. had only written two very unknown horror scripts <laughs> for horror movies. So oh, good. sounds like who you want to write your Sonic movie. Currently in the present day, he also did some script writing on uh, Tron Legacy and <laughs> Silver Surfer or Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. 
Ben is like, let me just, let me make it clear this guy's not good. No, this was like, they could have done better. I think he like knew one of the people who was like working on the, um, on the franchise and she was like, ah, yeah, I'll vouch for him. You know, like that sort of thing. So he, he begins putting together a movie treatment for Sonic. This is like, Mm -hmm. but at this point we're kind of nearing, um, the mid nineties in which, um, Sega is trying to release their new console, the Saturn and a new Sonic game called Sonic extreme. Sonic extreme Mm -hmm. never makes it to market. So (laughs) everything is starting to go pretty South for the video game market as a whole and also Sega as a whole. Um, too many consoles are coming out. Uh, Atari just recently failed with a console. There was like a couple like smaller ones like the 3DO. Nobody cared about that. Um, mm. For a brief moment in time in the mid-90s, the market was again oversaturated. And mm. uh, new gaming systems were coming out too quickly and failing very fast. So mm. the market is once again getting volatile. And Sonic's not as popular as he used to be. Because that um, one, he hasn't had a hard-hitting game since Sonic and Knuckles. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles 3. Yeah, I was like, Electric wait, no. Bungaloo. <laughs> it's, it's Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And Knuckles. <laughs> so, and really, like, he'd had some spinoffs, like the Mean Bean Machine and Sonic Spinball. But, like, there hasn't been a mainstream Sonic game in a while at this point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Jeffries gets his script done, and it's called Sonic Wonders of the World. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a really bad like slash fit of like <laughs> Sonic. Anyway, do you want to know? <laughs> do you want to know what this screen treatment's about? Uh, absolutely, because right. I can't have it be that in my head. Yes, it's definitely not that, but it is a live action CGI hybrid film in 1995. Um, so, for reference, I, the first live action movie to feature heavily feature a CGI character was Phantom Menace. In 99? Right. That was 99, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, And this is 1995. So, mm. okay, so this is about uh, 12-year-old Josh Pinsky. Um, mm-hmm. He's trying to write a paper about a test pilot named Sonic. <laughs> uh-huh. Who is not a hedgehog. This is a test pilot. But mm-hmm. also, Sonic the Hedgehog exists as a video game in this universe because Josh is, like, playing the video game Sonic We'll get mm-hmm. to, like, how Sonic gets in our world. I bet you can't figure it out. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. I guess this kid's dad invents, like, a device that, like, is, like, an interdimensional something or other. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bobble. Yeah, and the kid's, like, fucking around with it. He's, like, trying to get it to write his paper for him. I guess yeah, he can do yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Tracks. And, then, and then Sonic the Head, he like accidentally zaps the TV and out comes Sonic the Hedgehog into the real world. And then Robotnik follows him. Who who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> That's so 90s. I know. So like now Robotnik's like out in the world. He like opens a theme park and he starts like. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This, wait, I, I just need everyone to understand how absurd it is, because he doesn't have any money. No. So he tries to go to a bank. He doesn't know what a bank is. He go, he, he gets a loan. 
he doesn't exist. He's <laughs> a distinctly like... egg-shaped man. I'm not sure if he opens a theme park or if he takes over a theme park. It's unclear. I don't, I, I don't care. It's just like any movie, any movie that is like they come out of the game and the villain takes over the world. I'm like, I don't know, man. We have like a lot of bombs and guns. Yeah, honestly, like if it's not like a robot that can't be blown up, I don't. We we have blown up people for less than taking over the world. <laughs> So Robotnik begins, like, roboticizing kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> sure. Yes. So, like, but the only one who knows this is happening is Josh and Sonic. So Josh and Sonic have to team up and beat him up. Uh, briefly, Sega wanted to not have Robotnik be the villain in this movie and create a new oh. villain. But, like, nobody was into that idea, so. <laughs> well, I could see that because then, like, now we have, like, a new villain for the game we have to make based on this movie. Yeah, it's like, I, I was reading something and they're pretty sure that was the motivation for it. Like, to have it tie into, like, a new villain. But then you also have to, like, establish that new villain in your movie and take time doing that. And it's like, mm, mm-hmm. mm. Um, So while this, uh, so that's pretty much it. Sonic Beast Robotic the end you know that's it the movie's very simple <laughs> um sonic goes back to the game world um so while this was being worked on um the street fighter and uh mortal kombat movies are released and both oh. also fail so now there's yeah. a total of three video game movies in existence all of which have done horribly at the box office so mgm's like mm, uh-oh <laughs> and they I start argue. yeah go ahead it's it's weird because I argue like both those movies aren't bad. I think it's they didn't know who to market it towards. Yeah, it was like right? that. Like, yeah, because like I enjoyed Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, but my mom wasn't going to take me to see the movie because I think both movies are R. Yeah, I think both of them have like a lot of violence, and definitely Mortal Kombat's like a little more intense. This was like the mm-hmm. period of time in video games where like no one was really quite. Where they were transitioning towards like having more adult games, but like the marketing still had not transitioned away from like appealing to children. So yeah. who were, these movies were like too goofy for like adults and like too violent for kids. So like yeah, like yeah, the kids the kids playing them weren't old enough to go. They're like maybe some teens that maybe played the first Mortal Kombat that were not old enough, but they're like. They would have been in that teen stage of, like, I'm too cool for, you know? Like, yeah. when you pretended you didn't like nerdy stuff anymore. So, it it was, like, because, like, the, you know, it's just such an insight, but the Mortal Kombat movie coming out now, like, people are stoked for. Mm-hmm. Because, like, people, like, we all like things again. <laughs> so. Anyway. So, yeah. MGM. So, um, Sega's kind of getting a little nervous. MGM's getting very nervous and backs out of the deal. Um, but that they still allowed um, the scriptwriter to shop it around. So he goes to DreamWorks, who is just brand, brand new at this point. And he's like, please, please make a Sonic movie. And DreamWorks says, no, we're looking for a unique character nobody knows about that we can revitalize in our own image. <laughs> it was Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that ended. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe Son the Hedgehog was like, Papa, and they're like, sorry, we're gonna make the Shrek movie. Yeah. Which I don't think was a bad choice. No, it was But it is hilarious that at one point there was a meeting, right? Where they're like, listen, we can make this Sonic movie or we can make Mike Myers into an ogre. Actually, to be specific, we can make Chris Farley into an ogre. Because he's, oh. he was Shrek first. Oh. So Shrek fact. Really? Yeah. 
Maybe huh. I'll do a history of Shrek sometime in the future. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Shrek. Um, yes. So, Sonic movie, dead in the water. This is the late 90s at this point. The Saturn just did not, nobody wanted one, nobody owned one. Sonic Extreme, which was set up to be like the first 3D Sonic game. Sonic 3D Blast does not count. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. We're going to get someone in our mentions, huh? It doesn't count. Anyway, so Sonic Extreme was just canceled. It never came out. Um, the next big mainstream Sonic game would be Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. Yeah. Which would kind of like change the whole image of Sonic completely. So this is that like. game is lit. Yeah. Sonic Adventure just has a different feel to it. It's like definitely like a 2000s game and not like a 90s character because Sonic was definitely kind of like aging poorly at that point as mm. 90s radical skateboarding speed kind of died off. It's like, how do you reinvent this character for a new decade? And I think they did a good job at it because everyone yeah. loves Sonic Adventure, even though maybe it's not that playable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot. Like, I definitely remember playing Sonic Adventure on my, like, I got it Christmas, mm-hmm. opened it, played it, I tried to connect to the internet because it had, like, internet for the time trials. Like, yeah. you could do, like, time trials against your friends and, like, race their, like, ghost Sonic, you know, like, on the same stage. Mm-hmm. I could not, like, K- I, that's where they introduced Chaos. Oh, uh, yes. That's the first time I think we called him Eggman. Yes. Up until that's, then, he'd been robotic. That is... That is that is all I got for Sonic yeah. Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Adventure was like a pretty big hit, but the Dreamcast as a whole was not. And it would be no. Sega's final. <laughs> Even though it's a really cool system and it was really ahead of its time, um, it just, Sega's reputation had been like completely trashed by the Saturn um, and a couple botched deals, especially one with Sony. And, and that was it for Sega for consoles. So Sonic no longer has a home. He's a homeless hedgy. Nintendo's like, looks like you need a console home, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pal, why are you looking so blue? Come on over here to the GameCube. We got plenty of room for your boy Sonic. We got plenty of room for little Sonic. We always love that Sonic if he's making us money. We definitely did not say that we uh, don't want him ever. <laughs> It's it's so it's it's so clear, right? I know this isn't related to the movie, but it's so clear. Like they didn't have a console, and they're like, I mean, your games do sell when you've got Sonic on them. Yeah, Nintendo was just like Sonic games sell, but Sega systems don't, and so we will gobble up this hedgehog. Yeah, if you listen, you want to hang out? We Mario has always spoke highly of Sonic. <laughs> We never once sold you out in front of in front of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> we never threw you under the bus during the ESRB hearings. <laughs> no. Us? No, that doesn't no, sound like us. Didn't we're, do that. We're nice. <laughs> now say Mario is better than Sonic. <laughs> now kiss the handle on the GameCube. <laughs> So in 1999, we got maybe the closest thing to a Sonic movie, and that mm. was the um, what was released as Sonic the Hedgehog the movie in the United States on VHS, but was actually a two-part um, OVA original video animation released in Japan in 1996. Um, mm-hmm. This was animated by Studio Pierrot. Yep. 
Her- yeah, so we know uh, them. Like, they've done tons of stuff. So, like, Yu Yu Hakusho and Naruto are, like, two big series. But they've just done, like, this massive list of, like, a lot of popular animes. Um, they worked on uh, Korra as well. Yes, they did a couple episodes of Korra. Um, and then at a runtime of 54 minutes, it's barely a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's... we it's As a kid, it felt long. Mm-hmm. But re- looking... When I was going to go watch the Sam the Hedgehog movie last night, when I was looking up on Just Watch, how I could watch it, Mm-hmm. The other one pops up as, like, Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, from when I was... I, I like, vaguely remembered the box art, you know? Yeah. And I was like, runtime, 54 minutes. <laughs> wait a second, guys. That's a that's a TV special, which is yeah. cool, but that's not... Wait a second. It feels long because it's paced badly. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. It's true, though. <laughs> um, Yes, so it's barely a movie. Uh, that was... That came out, like, after the animated series had both concluded their runs, and before mm-hmm. Sonic X would, like, kind of, like, hit, um, what channel was that? Four Kids? Four before Kids, Sonic yeah. X would be out on Four Kids, and Sonic would be popular again. This is in uh, the... <laughs> gotta go fast! Sorry. Fast! Gotta go fast! Gotta go faster, 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 um, that song, like, <laughs> just, like, I don't... Whenever there's a yellow light, that song starts playing in my head and I get anxious. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go faster. <laughs> so this is in, like, the lull period of Sonic where, like, Sonic's not cool anymore. So this movie is released and... Uh, I know a lot of people watched it because you could rent it and... Um, mm-hmm. it's and your parents sees it and they're like, oh, Sonic. Oh, Sonic. Um, you get some good Sonic fashion in that, though. He wears a cute little shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got metal sonic so pretty great Ah, uh, yes the original the original scary bad guy before they made a, a like amorphous blob creature <laughs> yeah they were like um okay metal sonic's not scary anymore let's create uh the embodiment of chaos <laughs> yeah like it, it, the son i was explaining to people the lore of sonic the other day <laughs> and they're like wait what what? And I was like, yo, oh no, the lore of Sonic is absolutely fucking insane, but yes, most most of the time you're just running, like most of the game you're just running. They, it, you you have to be me and think, I want to go read up on like what, what a, in between the lines here. Yeah, in between the lines. <laughs> um, Alright, so going back to the cartoons very briefly, mm-hmm. there is a, a small footnote in Sonic movie history in which maybe a movie almost was based on one of the earlier cartoons. So Sonic Sat oh. AM, which was like the more serious of the two um, mm-hmm. American Sonic cartoons that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, it only ended up getting like two seasons, but the second season leaves off on a cliffhanger. And the third season was actually in production when Deke shut production down. So oh. one of the people who worked on it, um, Ben Hurst in 2002, uh, pitched an idea for a movie or a third season in order to conclude the story. Um, and he was like getting ready to like get this all ready to go for Sega. And allegedly, and I couldn't find a source, but I am going to share it anyway. Um, uh, he contacted Ken Penders, who was the current like artist and writer of the Archie comic series, which is mm-hmm. a completely other bag of worms, but just know that Ken Penders isn't a great guy. <laughs> He's been, like, locked in mm-hmm. battle with Archie and Sega over, like, the rights to the characters he created for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just all around, like, not great. I looked into it 
he's just bad news dude. But anyway, mm-hmm. Ben Hurst thought he could confide in this guy because he was very pro- prolific in the Sonic Archie universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wanted him to help on the pitch. So allegedly, and I have to say allegedly, um, Ken Penders went to Sega behind his back and said that, like, if you let this guy do this, he's going to want to, like, run the whole franchise. Something like that. It all sounds, mm-hmm. like, very over the top, but just, like, based on, like, actual things this guy has been documented doing, there's some, some legitimacy to it. So I am going to mention it. But anyway, so this whole movie project got shut down. Mm-hmm. And then Ken Penders pitched his own version of the project um, called well, Sonic well, Armageddon. Well. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> vaguely remember this time in history uh yeah. so i think i've told you brenda but everyone if i haven't mentioned it on the show uh i was deep into sonic i was like on <laughs> i was on sonic forums i was like known around the sonic forum community uh i helped my my friend learned html and built a sonic forum I that i that. helped moderate yeah. so like i was like dug like had my claws dug in to the Sonic fandom in a way I should not have in 2002. I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> you were running this fandom. <laughs> it was, it was, the, that fandom gets very adult in some spaces. Yes, it does. So I like vaguely remembered us on the forum talking about like, if the show would get like a third season and then mm-hmm. about this movie thing. Like I remember people floating. I remember we started an RP called Sonic Armageddon. Oh. So it was, in that early internet, we're like, we weren't writing news articles about it, but we were, like, talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, I vaguely remember this time in history. Yeah, do you remember, uh, did you ever see his, like, four pitch images for... I never saw images. Okay. There's four pieces of artwork that Ken Penders did to pitch it, and then there's also a pitch video, which features his two kids playing Sonic, and then, like, a kind of, like, very, um... What's the word I want to use? Rudimentary Mm -hmm. um, visual of like a paper drawing of Sonic cruising on a skateboard through a hover skateboard through the wilderness. Um, Oh, it's all like very like, I'm going to say shoddy uh, (laughs) for someone who's like a professional, like hired by like Archie and Sega to like Mm. create Sonic content. Um, And I'm looking at it now. Yeah, he's looking at it. His art is um, usually when you see a bad image from the Archie comics. It's his art. Bruno's going to ruin this guy's whole fucking career. It's okay. He already um, lost his job at Sega and is suing them. So has been constantly suing them for a while. So, you know, like, whatever. (laughs) He's like a gnat on the wall to them, probably. Yeah, like, the Archie comics um, Sonic series was one of the longest running comic book series in history i cannot believe they dropped that though yes i get why the new series from idw is incredible it like simplified Mm -hmm. everything it didn't have it wasn't bogged down by like any of like the overblown lore and characters it's just it's sonic it's got a cool story the art is good um Mm -hmm. it needed to happen even though it's upsetting that like it was the longest running one of the longest running comics in history Right. It needed to happen in order to, like, simplify the brand and kind of make it line up with, like, the current perception of Sonic, right. um, which Sonic is cool again. So the comic also <laughs> needs to be cool because, like, kids ask for Sonic comics all the time. And, like, I would be, like, have the Archie one. I'm like, Ehh. so I would recommend the um, the Tyson Hess 
And we'll go back to Tyson Hess in a sec. But the Tyson Hess um, Mega Drive like one shot, which was like mm-hmm. uh, Sonic um, Sonic Mania inspired, because mm-hmm. um, that was a really good single issue and it was very Sonic and really fun. So yeah, so Sonic Armageddon. The Ken Penders pitches this around like for a couple years, and it it seemed from what I could glean that like the last instance of him like trying to pitch it was 2007, um, and that wow. came from his Twitter. So. <laughs> um, at that point, his relationship with Sega like soured so completely, and he just has been fighting with him for a while. And that's the end of Sonic Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're almost getting to the current set Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog is, movie. This you must have been like, yeah, that, that weirdness with the redesign. We'll talk about that for a bit, mm-hmm. and we'll just talk about the movie. And you're like the and the internet's like so anyway, nineteen ninety three. You're like nineteen ninety three. You said <laughs> yeah. I was like okay. I have to talk about Wonders of the World. I knew about that one, and then I was like watching that video, and it was like oh the OVA, and I was like oh I can mention the OVA, and I, like wrote a little thing about the OVA, and then it was like okay Sonic Armageddon. And I was like excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so now we're finally on the final iteration of the Sonic movie, but we're not done yet. In 2013, um, it was announced that Sony had acquired the rights for a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Mm-hmm. This is still kind of in, like, Sonic's not super cool yet, but it's coming, so just mm-hmm. be patient. Um, Sonic 06 had come out in 2006 and was maybe, like, the lowest point for the franchise, but Sonic and the Secret Rings was also pretty low, and Sonic and the Black Knight was also a pretty low point. I was like, there was, there was a lot of low ones in there. So, yeah, so it's like, uh, we're getting to, like, Sonic in the Lost World, I think that's what it's called, and then Sonic Colors and Generations. We're, we're getting to, like, the good games again, so it's looking like maybe, potentially, a Sonic the Hedgehog movie could be lucrative. Um mm. I forgot to look up what year Sonic Boom came out, but that was also, like, that was something. Uh, 2014. 2014. So this is close to when Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom was probably already in production at this point. Yeah. Um, and, Sonic, like, Sega is, like, really trying to make, like, another another push. They got they, their... Well, this is also when their... Uh, I forgot their name. The social media manager that took over and made Sonic oh, Boom on the internet. Yes. They got their, their good um, social media manager who completely turned Sonic around. I feel like we'll... One, remember what their name is, and two, talk about them in the future. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, um, they, they were like, w- w- listen, listen, if we're going to be a meme, <laughs> we're going to, we'll, we're the meme. And they're like, what? No, listen, we're, we're the meme. We're the meme. We're the meme. We, we're, they, they don't mean us. us. They, they don't mean us. They, yeah. they share our meme that we made. We take back the power. We and are it, the meme. It, fuck, it fucking works. <laughs> it worked. It, it worked absolutely so completely. And I miss I miss them very much. Like the new people are okay, but man, there was some magic to that. Yeah, <laughs> to that, those early days. Um, so 2013, Sony's got the rights to the Sonic movie. Um, it's announced that it's going to be made in conjunction with Marza Animation Planet, and Marza is a uh, subsidiary of like Sega Sammy Holdings. And then mm-hmm. also their parent company is Tokyo Movie Shinsha or TMS. So like Akira. Mm-hmm. Conan, a lot of stuff. Um, they're, they're, Conan count, everyone. Listen, I don't think Brenda thought... can legally go a week without saying Conan. I don't know what will happen, but we, we won't let it happen to her. <laughs> That's probably the only mention. Just like, I was like researching, I was like, oh god, TMS again? <laughs> um, Marza also did like the animation for the recent Lupin the Third of the First. And... Um, <laughs> the space captain harlock movie 
which is a little bit of a nightmare. And um, they did animation for Earwig and the Witch um, mm-hmm. in co-production with Studio Ghibli. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that later <laughs> at another date. Yeah. Um, so this is all ready to go. In 2016, Tim Miller and Jeff Fowler of Blur Studios in Culver City, California, are um, added to the project. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue, Blur Studios formerly worked on cutscenes for Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic 06, so they've already mm-hmm. worked with Sega previously on like certain projects. Uh, Tim Miller is known for directing the Deadpool movie and um, Terminator Dark Fate, <laughs> <laughs> which I've heard is a good movie. I just haven't watched it. <laughs> Jeff Fowler, um, he did some animation on Where the Wild Things Are, and this was his directorial de- debut. Oh, uh, that, mo- uh, that movie had some good animation. It did have some good animation. I'm still eternally baffled by some of the choices they chose to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Blur Studios, it's a VFX studio um, founded in 1995. Um, they mm-hmm. did the animated sequence for Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, and they did some trailers for a couple of the Batman Arkham games. Mm. And then in 2017, uh, Sony puts the movie into Turnaround. Um, so the Sonic movie is now in Turnaround. And a Turnaround deal, according to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. is an arrangement in the film industry whereby the production cost of a project that one studio has developed or declared a loss on the company's tax return, thereby preventing the studio from exploiting the property any further. So Sony has lost complete rights to this project. They're done with it. They've like given up on Sonic. <laughs> mm. um, I don't know if that was like in direct conjunction to, uh, let's see, 2017. I don't know if that was in direct conjunction to like Forces didn't sell quite as well. I don't know if this was before or after Forces came out. Um, mm. Sonic Boom, the game, was like a disaster. Mm. That's its own story eventually. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. They, I think they just got like scared. Maybe they wanted to like put all their attention into the Emoji movie. Who knows? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. They're like, alright guys, we can do the Sonic movie and the Emoji movie. And Sonic gets the can once again. Again to the Emoji movie. <laughs> the emoji movie I, well, all i know about the emoji movie is from uh i think it was justin mcelroy it was justin or it must have been justin because griffin doesn't use twitter yeah justin mcelroy went to go see it like alone and drunk and no one was <laughs> in the theater so he live tweeted it oh my god <laughs> i didn't live tweet it but me and dante went to go see it and we did drink and it was, like, the middle of the afternoon on a summer's day. Mm-hmm. And we had just eaten a lot of noodles. And um, it was an experience. It was an experience. Yeah, I was, like, playing games with people and someone, like, hopped on Twitter. This is where I was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they were, like... And then they read me a tweet that Justin McElroy's, like, I have a... <laughs> he had, like, a night off from whatever he... He's, like, at a con or something. And he didn't have an event that night. So he got drunk and went to the to see a movie and no one was seeing the emoji movie so he live tweeted it i love that love you justin (laughs) (laughs) so in 20 uh paramount snaps up the rights to sonic because they're dirt cheap at this point and production just kind of keeps going on as normal like they they keep the like original staff and everything nothing changes that's nice Uh, of them yeah so it just keeps on chugging along. The movie was originally um, slated for release in 2018, and then it was pushed back to November of 2019 just due to like production delays. And then the trailer came out. <laughs> now we're at the part of the story that most people I feel like are familiar with. 
it, it feels it so oddly enough it feels a lot like the movie um the movie everyone does a like it starts and you're like it sounds like you're probably wondering how i got here and then it goes to the <laughs> and that's what it feels like just happened yeah <laughs> that, that was like it goes all the way back and then it's like the end of the movie and it's like all right now let's continue um which wasn't intentional but i'll take it <laughs> um yeah, everyone hated it. Sonic um, had, like, scary lips and, like, tiny little eyes, and he looked like a teeth. demon. Oh, he had the teeth. I forgot about the teeth. He had, that was like, our these... group chat image for a while. I know, because I photoshopped... <laughs> I photoshopped Sonic's old design teeth onto the image of baby Sonic. <laughs> and that was, like, our... <laughs> our Sin Hogs chat icon. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that was so. it was a wild, wild because so like I remember when it first happened, I was on team leave the sin. One, I'm like, it's what we deserve. Uh two, I was like, it wasn't clear until after things were done that the uh, the uh, animation team wanted more of what we got. Mm-hmm. And they were told to give us the sin. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, it's cool. And like, they got paid for the time or whatever. But I was like, originally, I'm like, listen, guys, this could create a very bad environment of them being overworked and not getting paid. Because as we said earlier, animators do not get paid money. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it looks like there was some crunch, but it could have been a lot worse than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it it went okay. Uh, Sega of Japan was never down with this design of Sonic. They were just like, um, his eyes. The, they were just like i hate this but like the the directors were like nah it's fine we want to make sure and paramount was also behind this too they were like we just mm-hmm. want to make sure that he appeals to a uh wide um wide audience like an example i saw was like the design of like the teenage mutant ninja turtles in the recent remakes of teenage mutant ninja turtles the um oh yeah, yeah the yeah, michael yeah. bay Megan ones Fox. yeah 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 mm. um like they had made those conscious design choices to try to make it appeal to people other than the fans, which is why. Why would you do that? If you just make I don't a know. good movie, everyone yeah. will watch it. Listen, guys, listen. Everyone knows the name Sonic the Hedgehog, and if they're not a fan, they're not even watching your trailer. They're gonna yeah, go no, about their day. No one's gonna go just like see Sonic the Hedgehog because they like, oh this I've never heard of this hedgehog before. Maybe yeah, I'll like just they, go check it out. They know they're like Sonic the Hedgehog, not for me. Like my my partner, my partner mm-hmm. knows who Sonic the Hedgehog is. He's never played a Sonic the Hedgehog game and was like Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, not for me. And like did d- immediately deleted it from their brain. <laughs> was I was like, let's watch a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and she's like, oh, that was a movie. That's right. Like they those people aren't even. They're not even cons- considering it. Not no. e- it's not even on the menu of what they might order tonight. <laughs> exactly. So it's like you need to appeal to the fans because they're who there's who's going to see your movie and if they like it they're going to get their friends who don't like it to go see it with them and they're going to see it multiple times because fans of things see things multiple times i don't know if you know how fandoms (laughs) work guys we (laughs) buy way too much stuff that we don't need and then we tell our friends they should buy the stuff that Mm -hmm. for us that that we don't need and then we'll buy it again And, and then you you buy the new one and then you see the movie, and then you buy the movie, and then you buy your your mom the movie, and she's not gonna watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you're like, maybe she'll like 
she'll like it and then you buy it and it's an end- and then you like a special edition comes out and then you're gonna get the special edition and <laughs> yeah. it's like it's an endless cycle and then there's like a, a new version of the video game you gotta buy because it's like is there a skin it's like the hedgehog from the movie and you gotta check it's, that out we're, we're not we're not in like oscar territory guys you're making a sonic movie you 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 rely on one fan is going to see your movie six times probably exactly Someone needs to buy the movie to watch it frame by frame to know the exact speed of Sonic. <laughs> yes. And that happened. That did happen. That's not hyperbole. If you no. hear any shuffling briefly, it's because my laptop's dying and I didn't plug it in. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That would be a big old disaster. Which I find interesting because at the start of the movie, we see him, we see his speed actually clocked. Yes. He, he gets, he clocks first at... I'm one of those fans, everyone. Uh, he clocked first <laughs> at 297 miles an hour on a speedometer for, like, cars. Yeah. I don't know if that's how they work. <laughs> and then he comes back through to, like, beat his high score, and he clocks in at 300 miles an hour, and then he leaves it at that. Yeah. And he's like, fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. All right. So. The movie, this this design faced major backlash. And usually when, like, fans show major backlash for something, they're just kind of ignored and, like, no one pays attention. Yeah, but, they're told to sit yeah, on their butt. Deal with it. So what happened in kind of an unprecedented move is um, the people behind it were like, yeah, oh, we fucked up really big. And I guess we should have listened to some people who said we were wrong. So let's go back and animate this again with a better mm-hmm. sonic so they got um tyson cartoonist and animator tyson hess on mm-hmm. board to like helm the redesign and tyson hess did like animation for like the animated opening sequence for sonic mania which was like a originally a fan-made sonic project that was officially re- released by sega mm-hmm. um and then he's also done some sonic comics like i mentioned earlier and like a uh set of sonic mania shorts that he animated mm-hmm. He has, like, a very kind of retro Sonic, um, Sega Genesis era art style when it comes to drawing Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a big Sonic fan. Like, just big old nerd. He's the guy behind, if you've ever seen the Nipples, the Enchilada Sonic <laughs> comic. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> That's Good. how he got to start. So, like, just follow your hearts. <laughs> just follow your heart. Yeah, they brought him on. Um, there was an added uh, cost to the animation of $5 million. And um, the movie was delayed until February of 2020. Good thing they didn't delay that a little bit more because... Yeah, woo, they... Ooh, uh, ooh they dodged listen, a bullet. The ooh. last two movies in my head that came out when the world was real were Sonic the Hedgehog and Birds of Prey. Those are the last two movies I've ever seen in theaters. That's That is... A banana's dichotomy. <laughs> yes, it was a wild weekend. <laughs> um, so there was already like a lot of worry about a video game movie making a profit at all, mm-hmm. and then adding like the five million to it, and then delaying it until February, mm-hmm. which is like up until D- Deadpool, which was Deadpool and Black Panther, like the two big ones that opened in February. But Deadpool mm-hmm. was had the same director, so. Maybe he felt like it wasn't as much of a risk to move it from the incredibly lucrative November time slot to the dead slot of February. He's um, like, February's my prime time, baby. 
yeah, maybe it was like lucky for him, and he was like, I can, I can make this work. Um, yeah, and they won't make money. Um, they, um, let's see what else. There's just a lot of worry that like Sonic the Hedgehog would not actually be able to make back its budget. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were just like, Sonic's going to be a massive failure. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog opened Valentine's Day weekend in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. Its final budget was $95 million, including like the Oof. reshoots. I, not, guess, I guess not reshoots. Reanimations. Yeah. And it was able to make... 319 million. Oh my fucking god, Sonic. Yeah. On its entire theatrical run, including internationally. Um, it was the sixth highest grossing movie in 2020. Which Thanks, COVID. Yeah, I'm like, eh, I'm surprised it wasn't higher because we didn't really have movies last year. Um, it was the highest grossing superhero movie of 2020. So I guess it's classified as a superhero movie, and we didn't have any other superhero movies except Birds of Prey. So, okay. Um. <laughs> do, you, do, you think, do you think COVID happened? And Sega was like, we fucking did it. We, we fucking did it, everybody. We're the highest grossing superhero movie of 2020. <laughs> they, they, they called Mickey Mouse. Hey, Mickey Mouse, how's it going, bro? How's it going being a fuck with the hedgehogs, baby? Yeah. Um... It surpassed Detective Pikachu domestically as the highest grossing video game movie of all time in the United States. Internationally, Pikachu still managed to like do a little bit better, but you know. Um, and it was Jim Carrey's second biggest opening weekend. Oh my god. Behind Bruce Almighty. So like oh this my was just like god. this was the calm before the storm. This was like the last the last emotional high for a very long time. That I blue blur, I, I, I he did it. I can't fucking believe it. A crazy motherfucker did it. He did it, and nobody thought he could fucking do it. People were like, this movie oh will not God. be able to break even. These animators will not get paid. The anim- animators got paid. The movie, like, tripled its budget. Jesus. This, uh, it, now it's going off of the height. Like, the second movie got announced, and people are stoked. Because they're coming off the high of the first movie. Yeah. It's like they, as I was writing this, they announced that the second one would come out April of 2022, which is great. And it's also going to have little baby tails in it. I need a bunch of bits about, like, again, I said it earlier. I'm like, I want to be like, oh, so what do you, what's your name, Tails? My name is Miles Prowers. So anyway, he's like, all right, so what are we doing, Tails? My name is Miles (laughs) Prowers. I... (laughs) So, because, <laughs> like, Tails is, like, serious, and I need him to be, like, they're, like, laying up the plane, he's like, alright, Tails, so what if I, because, like, this Sonic is insufferable. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, I love the thought of Tails having to be, like, the, the straight man, and he's, like, an infant, <laughs> like, he's, like, a baby, and he's just, yeah, like, yeah. Sonic, please. <laughs> yeah, also, can, like, canonically, usually Tails is, like, a kid, and Sonic's, like, yeah. an adult. Um, And, like, Sonic is very protective of Tails, so I hope we don't lose that, but, like, this Sonic yeah. is, like, not and it's not clear how much time passes but he's like not he's not played as an adult i'd say he's like a teenager yeah ish i have the math here you do i I have the math here from uh let me get their name Corey bircham works over at screen rant did the math Mm -hmm. for us they did a frame by frame math um 
So Sonic moves at a rate of about 1,680 feet per second per frame, Mm -hmm. which translates to 1,145 miles per hour as Sonic's top speed in the film when he does his, like, what seems akin to Super Sonic. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's his max speed in the movie. His max speed of all time is measured around 3,000 miles per hour in Sonic Unleashed. Oh my god. That is, like... I guess that's superhero because that's like your goop. You're like goo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a speedy boy. You get to see little baby Sonic too. He's a cutie. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, It starts weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it started It started, and I was like, backstory. A- a- owl? There's an owl. There's just a realistic owl. There's in just movie. an owl named Talon. Yeah. yeah and then she dies yeah she she it's weird because like she gets shot and she it's clearly like she dies and then she's fine yeah she's like all right sonic now let me explain to you the plot of this movie (laughs) all right and then she shoves him through the portal like good luck yeah enjoy your movie (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get eaten alive by echidnas bye yeah they're like evil echidna i was like what is going on yeah I had heard, and this, I couldn't find any definitive, like, proof of this, but I had heard that, like, they weren't originally echidnas, and they were, like, lizards, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It was, like, one of, like, the late game changes to, like, be like, we need to add more Sonic into this. Well, add echidnas. Won't that have implications later on with, like, Knuckles? And no, 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 it'll be fine. I guess Knuckles does really fucking hate Sonic, like, initially. That's because Sonic's an insufferable bastard knuckles has a job no robotnik literally goes up to like knuckles and it's just like that guy wants your emeralds and knuckles is just like what i mean hey knuckles knuckles has one job everybody he has this big rock and he's gotta watch it all knuckles knows is watch emerald and climb (laughs) watch emerald and and punch (laughs) love him like, he's like, what do you do? I watch this big rock. And Sonic's like, so Eggman's after these smaller rocks. Don't care. I watch the big rock. <laughs> this is the big rock. The small ones, your problem. Big your, rock, so- <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem, Sonic. If I leave the big rock to help you with the little rocks, who watches the big rock? And then a lady comes out of the big rock. She's like, I'm the big rock. Oh, wow. The big rock was a sexy lady all along. I fucking knew it. <laughs> it's a sexy echidna. She has a kidna titties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for them to give us a sexy fox for Tails. But Tails is a baby. Yeah, but like I like I'm shocked they haven't been tempted to. Yeah, I mean like Sonic was supposed to have a human girlfriend and then oh, had no. a <laughs> and then had a human girlfriend a little bit, kind of. Like God. in Sonic 06, they were like Let's bring this idea back. And everyone was like, um, okay. And then Sega was like, all right, and now they kiss. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> no. Everybody hated that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it, that doesn't happen in this movie. Um, Thank there, God. There's no Sally or Amy. I'm sure we'll get one of them eventually. Yeah, I would really like it to be Sally just to fuck with people. <laughs> I Listen, because Amy's, like, fine. She deserves someone who will give her the time of day. 
Yeah, someone who like pays attention to her. Like, yeah, she she shouldn't have to pine for. Listen, hey, listen, you out there, if you like someone and they don't want to talk to you, you're you're better than that. You need to find someone else. Sonic's insufferable. He's not worth it. <laughs> Sonic also I, makes it pretty abundantly clear that he's he's not just ignoring her. He'll say like, "No, Amy." Like, yeah, he's like, I'm she not needs interested. to be the one to listen. He's yeah, not just actually, being an asshole. Actually, if you're after someone and they were like, "No, thank you," chill out. Respect them. Please. He said no. He yeah. is in love with speed. <laughs> he, yeah. And apparently, um, Princess, what's her face? Not Sally. I was like, well, maybe Sally. Sally. Sally's a princess, Sa- right? She is. I forgot, and it ruined my joke. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's like a rabbit too, right? Yeah, the rabbit but not is. Cream. It's not cream. The rabbit. Her name is. Mm, starts with a B, I think, and she's voiced, I think, by like Chucky Finster's voice actor. It is. It is Chucky Finster's voice actress because it's very I, jarring. I knew it. Let's see, Sonic. Rabbit. Sat <laughs> A.M. Characters. Because she's like also part robot in this edgy Sonic. Her name is Bunny Rabbit. Wow. B-U-N-N-I-E. They, they really R-A-B. phoned that one in. <laughs> wow. This is incredible. They like they like had the character for the pitch. And they're like, I love it. What's her name? Uh, it's a really good one. It's It's funny. It's funny. funny, right? It's funny because her name is Bunny, but not spelt like being a rat rabbit. We love it. Yeah? Really? Oh, okay. And writes her back into the pitch. Like, all right, she's in there. Um, She's conflicted because she's a little bit of a robot. And, um, yeah, that's her, that's her thing. There, that's that's moving on. Now let's talk about Sally. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a robot arm. Uh, <laughs> she does. Yeah, but I I enjoy this movie. I enjoy that every Sonic media is like we gotta what are, why do, why rings? Because we know rings are because coins. Yeah, but you know, like it doesn't. Why do why Sonic collect ring? Why is strength from ring? Yeah, like, because Sonic X was like, if he held the ring, that's how he did, like, supersonic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, they're interdimensional portals, which, sure. <laughs> I'll take it. It's more of an explanation than I've ever gotten in my life, so. Okay. Uh, it, it's, that's, I guess, like, that's why that's why he collects rings, so Eggman can't have ring. Um, <laughs> Jim Carrey is absolutely, positively perfect in this role. I don't even think they gave him the script. I think they just told him, like, be the most, like, because I, I, I want to say, I get Jim Carrey on screen is different than the person. He is a very fun, it seems like, but well-collected human. He is mm-hmm. not, he is not insufferable. No. He's definitely, like, chewing the scenery, like, every chance he gets, and it's yeah. fine. Like, it, he just... But I feel like they were like, all right, Jim, we need you to be the most on-screen Jim Carrey you've ever been. And they just let him go. And they just, just filmed him go. for like a day. And they're like, yeah, we'll find something in that for sure. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're done with you, Jim. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> Filming just started. <laughs> oh, my. It's like, also, in this, the film, they I enjoy they don't take it too seriously. Like, the whole 
government angle. Mm-hmm. Because I was really worried. And, like, they do more of, like, bumbling kind of thing, which is kind of funny. Like, the commander's, like... <laughs> Spoilers for the Sonic movie. But I just have to say, Brenda, when they're like, here's a gift from the government for not talking about our terrible, terrible secrets, and they gave them an Olive Garden gift card, yes! I had to pause the movie. <laughs> yes. It's so good. <laughs> It's like a $50 Olive Garden gift card. It's like like it would be more. Have you tried their endless pasta bowl? It's endless. (laughs) (laughs) And they close the door. I fucking love when, like, product placement is so stupidly blatant. (laughs) And, like, good, like, the Olive Garden. And then, like, earlier in the film, they're, like, they have Zillow open and they're looking at, like, house prices in San Mm. Francisco. And they're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like. It's so much. He the door. He's like, I'm actually pretty excited about this Olive Garden gift card. It's 50 bucks. That's That goes pretty far at Olive Garden. <laughs> That's Earl- me, though. <laughs> Hannah was like, that Olive Garden sponsored this film. I was like, I don't know. They got their money from somewhere. Because, like, earlier in the film, he mentions the only apps he has are his, like, innate apps and the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember like all of one Olive Garden is a really wild choice for a Sonic tie-in. Two, I don't remember like Olive Garden running like any endless Sonic pasta, yeah, like blue pasta, I don't, or anything. Maybe they, maybe they planned on it and then they like COVID happened and they backed out. But it would have been like set up to happen like in November, so it's like maybe they just canceled it because like the movie was originally supposed to come out in 2019. Right. It's just like uh, who knows? How does this translate? abroad and where there are no olive gardens yeah it's very odd like they don't go to olive garden there wasn't like you said there's not like an olive garden thing that happened no um but they're really into olive garden i love it it's so it's like um the most enjoyable part of like the power rangers reboot was the the obsession with the dunkin donuts in that one like Mm -hmm. at the climax of like the power rangers movie they're just like we gotta save the dunkin donuts (laughs) It's very, very, very weird. I know. It's like, it's also like my sense of humor. So I'm like, yes, product placement, but funny. <laughs> it's better than like, I remember in Amazing Spider-Man 2, he uses, mm-hmm. he uses like ass Jeeves to look something up. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. A yeah. high schooler in like 2014 is going to use, ass- shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or like, um. Sometimes you can see, like, people with, like, coffee coffee beanery coffee cups in mm. movies. Coffee beanery, I don't know if they still do, but, like, in the mid-2000s, they would shell out, like, tons of money. Coffee beanery is a coffee chain local to Michigan. And I don't even know if it's local to all of Michigan or just the east side of Michigan. Yeah, I think it's only the east side because people over here yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen one in Grand Rapids. But we have one in Flint, um, and we used to have one closer to my house. But, like, that one closed down. But mm. anyway, they shelled out tons of money in the mid-2000s to, like, have their cups used in a bunch of movies. Um, the the instance of this I can think of most egregiously is the Santa Claus 2. <laughs> Tim Allen has a coffee beanery cup. And every time we watch it, someone's got to be like, oh, my God, it's a coffee beanery. Wow. <laughs> I know where that is. So, the biggest thing for me in this movie is Mm -hmm. Robotnik is like 
he his circuit breaker is Mark's evil lab. He is like no. He is clearly he is like I do not care about people and I am a bad guy. And like, <laughs> like the premise is he gets hired by the government to go be evil. <laughs> It sounds like, yeah, like, they've used him, like, a couple times in, like, different instances. And, like, everyone kind of hates him. Like, they're like, yes, we hire this guy. But he is evil. And it's like, like, actively, He is, like, like, unabashedly evil. Like, the setting for this is not, like, wacky video game world, everyone. Like, it's, like, normal. Yeah. Uh, It's Earth. (laughs) They do, they went into the problem of clearly, like, not enough screen time to have people freak out. Like, People see Sonic and they move on. <laughs> yeah. Which, I guess if I was presented, if it was, like, happening in front of me, I would be like, I guess this, mu- like, this must be real. hmm But I would react a bit more than they do. It's fine. Like, movies, like, all movies have that problem of, like, we need to move on, you know? Yeah. But the idea is, no like, time. it's normal, and he is clearly a movie villain. He is, like... <laughs> It's like, if you meet him, you're like, you're like from a movie. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, we should work with him and give him money for his drones. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. It's so good, though, because like this movie just doesn't care about being ridiculous, which is like kind of like how some video game movies fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that they try to ground it or like any like nerdy movie, like based on a thing, they try to like ground it in reality mm-hmm. and make it like unwhimsical. I'm looking at you, DC. Like, um, <laughs> Sonic is like, this is about a hedgehog, that which goes fast, and a zany villain, that which is evil. And this is the premise for this. This is it. Like, James Marsden's here. <laughs> yeah. James Marsden is here. What happened to his career? <laughs> hey, listen, he's got that Sonic money. They make $300 million. I don't, I don't, he may, he may have made the right choice. I wonder if he'll come back for the, the next one. He has to, right? I guess he hasn't. You know, yeah, actually, yeah. he doesn't have to do anything. I think they could recast people in that role, and literally, no one would care. No one would notice. Like, please bring us <laughs> Paul Rudd. But they've they've confirmed that the uh, woman who played his uh, fiance wife I can't remember um, wife? she wife. wife she is um, slated to come back. So she's oh. already been confirmed. But James Marsden has not been confirmed to come back. So Ooh. maybe he won't come back, and the movie will just be about her. So. I wouldn't be upset. It, it, yeah. Listen, it was. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Uh, the so I don't know if I should feel bad about spoilers because I it's been literally a year and I finally it's saw this movie. It's been a movie. year. Um, yeah. So when he sends Robotnik to the Mushroom Planet and he becomes like movie Robotnik, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like everyone's like shaving his head and he has the mustache finally and he's like day. Like whatever on Mushroom Planet alone, and grasps on sanity stays stays firm, and the whole movie, he has this assistant called Agent Stone, and I'm like racking my brain. I was like, I don't know if Agent Stone's like, I don't think that's ever a per. Maybe it's like a inner joke. They this whole movie have this assistant called Agent Stone for one bit at the end where he has a rock that he talks know what came first <laughs> i'm like do you think they wrote the movie and they're like oh there'll be a rocky talks and like we should give him an assistant and like he would never have an assistant no no but if he has an assistant named agent stone this joke will be really it will be 
rock-ceptional, if you will. <laughs> it's so baffling, and I love it. I yeah. cannot wait for however he gets back. I know. I'm very excited for two. I'm very excited that video game movies are good, because Detective Pikachu was also good. Um, excited for whenever they make a sequel to that. I think they're supposed to, but who knows. I didn't know, see that stuff, too. You haven't seen Detective Pikachu? Nope. Oh. It's also I, good. I, I saw Birds of Prey last year, and that was kind of it. Let's take it. Pikachu's been out for two years. Shh. It's Austin. It's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll, guess I'll queue it up. It's well, good. I, gotta watch, I, gotta, I have one thing to watch still for us, and then I'll watch that. Okay. Yeah, I still have one thing to watch for us as well. And then we'll watch Detective Pikachu. Well, I think that thing is this weekend, so. Yeah, it's not out where we can watch it yet and we're being really cryptic but that's because next week is uh goes to the movies so we're preparing for that and we're waiting for a movie to drop on disney plus hint 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 well i unfortunately have to end this episode because yes. my ear pods are dying goodbye um, <laughs> bye we just ended it like that this was good uh, yeah is that really how we're ending it <laughs> Uh, cool. no, uh, I don't, I don't, I was gonna talk about we have our thing, but by the time you hear this, it'll have already happened. Hey, did you listen, did you check out our thing? Hopefully, no one made a comment about how I live in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, uh, nope, lost it. Well. Goodbye. <laughs> bye. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps the show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.